welcome back to the Homeschool Conversation Podcast, where we talk all things homeschool. Today, I have the treat of all treats. I have a huge panel of homeschooled boys who were actually homeschooled and can actually shed light on all these popular questions I get. Everything from, are homeschoolers going to be behind when they go to school? Are they socially weird? Do they not have their dads in their lives that are helping? Is it all done by their mom? All these questions I get from you guys, I decided I'm going to let the horse's mouth speak. So thank you so much to Austin, Noah, um, Chris, Diego, and Logan. I have five of them here to shed light so that you'll hear from all different perspectives. So I want to say thank you to the boys that are here today. I'm going to jump into the first question. I think I'm going to start with Logan just because you're at the top of my screen. And so I wanted to hear some of your perspective about homeschooling. What do you think is like maybe your favorite part of homeschooling and your not so favorite part? So uh, my favorite part, I think, would be the freedom. Like it's just, there's so much, it's, it feels like so much more you can do or you have so many more options than at a public school. Um, I've tried both. Um, I know Chris is actually in public school right now. So um, maybe he can, provide a different viewpoint but um I just really like the freedom that is awesome I I think that's like a really popular reason people choose to homeschool although right now a lot of people are jumping into homeschooling because they have to but I love that you talked about that because there is so much freedom a lot of people think that when they homeschool they have to like use a curriculum but maybe what do you mean by freedom do you get to choose what you learn or is it freedom with your time or well yeah I think it's uh uh I think it's more freedom of what I learn. And I think that's somewhat due to my parents being open to that. But um, I, uh, among the classes uh, at the homeschool co-ops, I don't know if I should say co-ops, but like, uh, I don't really know what other, other way to say it. Yeah, but you have freedom in what you get to learn. And then you also have freedom about how fast you go through things too, right? Like you don't have to move into yeah. spaces. Maybe Chris, if you, I don't know if you want to shed light on since you were, because you were homeschooled and then you went to school and now you're going back to homeschool. <laughs> what do you, what would you say, Chris, um, is the difference for you in, since you have both experiences? I honestly think that, or I, when I was homeschooled, it was really nice because everyone was flowing and like, you didn't really have to matter a lot of like on time or doing homework a lot, but I guess in school, it's really different because you get to see how everyone, like how everyone influences each other, what's like cool or whatnot, apparently. And there's a lot of like influences that change you, I guess. Yeah. I really like, um in homeschooling how there's just not as much of that and it's just you could do whatever you want practically are there any things about homeschooling that you guys would say maybe i'll go to um i'll go to austin next um is there anything about homeschooling that you would say is not your favorite or do you want to talk about something that is your favorite part one thing that i found really great about homeschooling is that it gave me time to kind of reflect on what I wanted to do in my life and um, what, uh, like, who I was as a person. Of course, I, um, 
I'm still trying to figure most of that stuff out, but it gave me a head start. (laughs) A head start on most people who didn't like, I didn't have to worry about homework or um, doing like over the top assignments. I kind of just like, this sounds kind of bad, but I did kind of what like work that I wanted to do and um, kind of just focused on skills that I wanted to improve on. And so I feel like it was good to have that freedom and kind of figure out like what I liked. And I feel like that's really important and a skill that most people don't really learn. Um, yeah. I don't know if that makes sense or not, but yeah, it does make a ton of sense because actually I went to public school and you really aren't given that freedom. It's like, no, you have to learn American history. You have to learn Spanish. You have to learn this when I say to learn it and you need to move it, move at the pace I say to move and take this test. And if you don't pass this test, you obviously didn't pay attention. You fail now repeat the whole thing. And it's a lot yeah. of difference, I think, in the amount of freedom you're given. So that totally makes sense in that you, I know what you mean though. You, it feels bad to say like, I got to choose what I wanted to learn. So some of the parents who are listening to this right now are like, what? You let your kids choose what they want to learn? How is that going to work? Aren't they going to be behind? Um, so does anyone else have parents like that, that let you choose? And um, if you did, you could raise your hand and I'll go to you. But I'm wondering if you have a parent that let you choose, did you ever feel like you were behind academically because of that? I'm going to go to Diego. I see him with his arm up. Um, yeah. So for a very long time, or at least until I was in high school, I got to choose like pretty much everything they wanted obviously they wanted me to do certain stuff and encouraged me to do like math and stuff but if I didn't like if I didn't want to do more English classes or if I didn't want to take a really hard English class that was technically on my level I didn't have to and then but then if I wanted to take a math class that was like usually would be considered like way above my level I could you can do whatever you want so did you ever feel like you were behind academically like yeah when I when I would choose to take a class that was technically supposed to be below my level I'd like I played soccer for a long time so when I went to soccer practice or whatever kids would be like why are you homeschooled do you feel behind or whatever they'd have the same questions that a lot of people have and I'd be like, I don't think I'm behind. But then they'd say something. And I'd be like, oh, wait, maybe I am behind. <laughs> but then now I feel like I'm way ahead. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> it worked well, out. Yeah. And I want to hear from Noah, too. I want to hear if you have anything to shed light on about this. Um, I, I feel like very rarely do I feel like I'm behind. Um, I think that homeschooling has given me a lot of opportunities to just one, uh, focus on a lot of subjects and dive into them really deeply, um, a lot more than any other, you know, schooling experience would have given me. And two is to just teach myself. I can teach myself whatever I want because I have the time to go out and learn about stuff that I'm interested in, whether that be math or physics or cooking or blacksmithing. I can go out and find a class and I can learn about it and I can, you know, have that skill for myself. So I feel like homeschooling has given me the ability to not um, only, you know, just be at the level of other kids, but also to excel beyond that um, because I can, I can find and learn about whatever I want and whatever I think I need to learn about. Yeah. And I think that's hard for people to wrap their mind around because if you went to public school, it's like, but what about all the things you're supposed to know? And if you, if you take the time to learn about what you want to learn about, how are you supposed to learn the things you're supposed to know air air quotes? So with that being said, with you guys bringing up that topic of learning on your own, 
do you guys have examples that you can give us of things that you've had to learn on your own? Maybe I'll start with Noah and then go to Logan. Um, do you have maybe examples? And then if you could share what some of your future goals are that you think maybe are a little different than if you were in public school. So I'll start with Noah. Okay, so I think my number one example uh, comes from, I believe, one or two years ago. So <laughs> I was watching YouTube, right? I, I, was, I was really interested in math at the time. I'm still interested now. Um, and I happened to come across this video about quantum physics. And they were like, so this particle can be in this location and this other location at the exact same time. And I was like, what? How is that possible? And so... I'm not kidding, for the next five months, I would spend my free time just on Wikipedia looking up quantum physics, Bose-Einstein uh, theory, or you know, Einstein's theories of relativity, math, and quantum physics, and I was like, I need to understand what? how this works. Um, I was 14, I believe, uh -huh. and I was like, I, <laughs> I just, I needed to know. I was like, this is so crazy interesting to me, um, and then, that's how I learned about quantum physics. Um, and now that's one of my favorite subjects. Which is nuts, because if you were in public school, you wouldn't be allowed to learn about that because it'd be considered <laughs> too difficult for you to learn. So you'd have to learn, I guess in public school, maybe at that age, you would be learning um, like chemistry or biology. I don't think physics is considered a like lower level science. It's pretty difficult. <laughs> um, I want to go to Logan too. Logan, do you have any examples about that? Like times that you learned about something that you wanted to learn about instead of what you had to learn about? Well, yeah, actually, uh, right now, I'm kind of going through this thing where I'm really interested in fusion energy, because it just seems like such a, you know, it's not a thing right now, but people are working on it. And it's kind of like, to me, it seems like, you know, the perfect energy source. And I guess it's kind of like what Noah said, I'm really interested in learning about it. And so I've delve deep into like all the different corners of that um, energy source, I guess. That is above my IQ level, not going to lie. <laughs> I'm like so impressed by you guys. I was expecting you to say like, I'm really interested in video games and I'm really interested in like, um, what's that game? Fortnite. I was expecting you guys to say that because that's what my, my son is nine and he's like, I'm going to be a video game designer. I'm going to design video games and people are going to pay me money to watch me to watch me play video games. So I thought you guys were going to say that, but you guys have really like advanced levels of interest. These are types yeah. of interests that people don't usually even know that they have interest in until they are like well into their college years. Yeah. So what about you, Chris? Um, what do you think about this? Do you feel like there's anything that homeschooling has sort of given you the room to explore that maybe now that you're in public school, it's harder to explore those things? Or do you feel like you've sort of maybe developed a skill set where you're, you're like, now I value doing both? Um, I really, or when I was in homeschooling, I like actually liked doing math and science, but I never really, um, really understood like what this was exactly for until I got into public school. And then I realized, oh wait, we're just doing all this stuff. So then we could learn like maybe science. And then once uh, I actually got into public school, I realized, oh, all the stuff I've been learning from, from before is actually like being in classes. I thought we just learned this because we learned this. But then once I actually got in public school, I saw like, oh, wow, they actually 
<laughs> like they don't like learning this stuff they're like oh we're forced to do this like oh I always just thought we just learned this and yeah. I enjoyed it and then I just got to see their perspective on how teaching is done there I guess what was that like for you going back to school I want to um, hear from you about that because so many people ask me that question they're like I feel like if I homeschool my kids and then they have to go back to school they're going to be weird they're not going to know how to sit in a, in a desk they're not going to know how to raise their hand they're not going to know how to like do so many things that people assume you'll only learn it if you're in school so I'm wondering what was that like for you to go back or to go um it's honestly it was really easy for me to like learn and like I guess go through the schedules and everything it was just I guess the main thing that was hard for me was like to like interact with others but once I actually like halfway through I got okay I understand all this now and then I was just there like always with friends I guess yeah, so you adjust it quickly. What was hard about interacting with them in the beginning? I'm wondering, was it like that they were just so different than you or you weren't used to being around that many people or like what, what about it felt weird? Like you feel like you couldn't relate to them? I guess all their slang, I guess, or what they think is appropriate. I like the first two weeks I was there, I learned, wow, kids really love to like vandalism and stuff and throw milk bags at like trees and stuff and it's just I couldn't understand why they would like that and yeah I remember your I actually interviewed your mom a few weeks ago and she I was asking her the same question about what she thought your transition was like to go back to school and she was like well my son was really amused at the other kids she was really he was really surprised that kids like to do things and he's like if anything my kids thought that the other kids were sort of weird that they, like you said that they like to damage property they, they couldn't understand why do you want to do that and I think it's funny because the other way around people actually think the homeschooled kids are weird but it's like who's really weird out of those two yeah. examples so yeah I, I saw Logan you had your hand up and I want to go back to Austin and Diego what, what did you want to say Logan well uh, I for me going to public school it was mainly I didn't really, for the first couple of weeks, focus on other kids, mainly because I went to the same school as Chris and Tyler, so I could just hang out with them at lunch and not be so alone. Um, but I think uh, the pressure of the classes uh, was basically what I was focusing on. After the first couple of weeks, I kind of figured out how the, how the curriculum and stuff worked. Um, and so it, it wasn't as hard anymore. And then I found some friends and basically, it all worked out from there. Again, like Chris said, it's it, it was odd to see what they do. You know, to me, it was just different. Like, he's right about the milk bag throwing at trees and stuff. And, the, and like, not really vandalism, but they like to create destruction, which, I don't know. It's kind of fun. But also, I didn't really think uh, about that at the time. I suppose. I think that was like a thing that people, especially kids did. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's funny because I don't know. I think for me going through public school, I just thought everybody did that. I didn't know that there was kids who like never were exposed to the bad side of childhood, sort of, so to speak. So do you feel like now that you're in, now that you've had both experiences, um, do you feel like homeschooling has taught you something that whether you're in public school or not, 
or whether you go to college or not, do you feel like it's maybe taught you something that is going to, it's going to carry with you through the rest of your life? Or do you feel like you wish you were in public school the whole time and would have had that experience the whole time? I want to go to Austin first and then Diego. I want to see what you guys think about that. Um, wait, I need to think about that really quick. I'll go to Diego and come back to you. I wanted to know about, um, homeschooling. If you feel like it's taught you something that you'll, it'll carry, you'll carry with it with you for the rest of your life. Or do you feel like you wish you were in public school the whole time? There's definitely things I feel like I would have learned much better if I was in public school. Like, I don't know, being around a lot of people because like, our classes are small, which I love. I love the fact that our classes are small. You get to know everyone in the class and like you learn better because there's not as much chaos. So, but then you also get to know everybody. You, I just, there's no one I don't know. I like know, I just, I just know everybody, which is going to be hard. It's like sometimes hard when I'm in a larger group because I, I don't know who this is to try to interact with them without knowing who they are very much which is something I think I definitely would have learned better in public school. But also, I, I think I got to, so since I got to learn at my own pace, I didn't, I, and I got to learn what I wanted. I didn't like fear learning. Like from what I've seen and heard from kids who go to public school, like they don't want to learn very much. Whereas I, I, I love learning. Like I want, I'm able to like enjoy learning. Which I think a lot of, I get a lot of questions about that from moms. They're like, how do I help my kid to love learning? How do I do it? I want to make learning fun. I want learning. I want them to want to learn. They basically wish that their kids would grow up to be like you guys, where you guys naturally have your interests, your self-directed learners, yeah. all the things you guys are talking about. I get so many questions from moms about how do I do that for my kids. So I don't know if you guys have any insight on that, on things that you feel like your parents did or didn't do. I think it's going to be hard. If your kid has been in school for a long time, it's going to be hard to undo what they've already learned about school. I don't know. I think it's, it definitely won't happen fast if your kid has already learned to not like school. What about you, Logan? What do you think? And Austin, if you want to raise your hand, let me know if you want to say something. But I'm wondering about Logan, and then I'm going to go to Noah and Chris about, um, about this question of of what you would do in this topic. What would you say about this topic? Well, I think I think one thing that it comes down to for me is the fact that I got a lot of choice in what I learned, like I said before. Um, my parents, again, like most people here, wanted us to learn the basics and such. But um, up until like fifth grade, I didn't really know my, um, like my basic multiplication. And then my parents were like, learn all this stuff. And I learned like three years of it in like half a year. So it really is go at your own pace. And I didn't really enjoy that specific part, but you know, learning so much. But in the end, I think it worked out. Um, And I think, again, it was just a lot of choice you get you can learn anything at your own pace that kind of and isn't that interesting that you know people can start like you you gave that example of multiplication facts like it took you six months to learn what could have been stretched over three years and you didn't enjoy it maybe but it just goes to show you that you were able to learn it in a much shorter time than maybe people who like try to get their kids to start reading when they're four and they're just not ready 
to understand it. And if they would have just waited a little bit longer, then they could have learned a lot faster because you were just more developmentally able, you were more mature, and you were able to learn it faster just by waiting. So I feel like your parents could have tortured you with multiplication facts over the course of your whole elementary career. And then, or they could have just waited until you were ready, like you, like you said, and then you would have learned it a lot faster. What about you, Noah? What do you think about this whole topic of the love of learning and how your parents were able to foster that for you? Because it's a really popular question I get. I'm, I'm not sure how, how it happened, but I feel like somewhere along the way, I just feel like I got this, this hunger for knowledge. Maybe my parents are just psychological geniuses, um, or <laughs> maybe it was me. Um, I don't know, but I feel like I feel like maybe it was just the amount of of things that I was exposed to. Like I was exposed to so many different fields of math and science, mostly STEM, and also but also art. Um, and others, like so many other things, museums and different countries around the world. And that just showed me that there's so much to learn. There's so much stuff in this world that you could find out for yourself. Um, and I just wanted to know it. I wanted to know as much as I could know. Um, I'm sorry, that's not very helpful. But. No, no, it's, it's helpful just to know that there's not really like a magical answer to it, that it's really like a... It's really something that's hard to put your finger on. It's something that maybe isn't so easy to understand about how you guys were able to get to this place where you love learning. You know, it's, it's sort of difficult to arrive at is what you're saying. I think that's helpful insight. And um, I want to hear from Austin, Diego. I don't know if you guys want to share or Chris, if you want to share about this too, about this topic of love of learning. Do you feel like your parents were able to help you love learning or do you guys feel like you hate learning? <laughs> you could totally be honest. Um, uh, if I can go. Yeah. I feel like um, I'm just going to be brutally honest. Yeah, I don't sure. love learning. Okay. okay. Um, I feel like homeschooling, I got to learn about what I did enjoy learning, which I thought was really important. Like for a few semesters, actually, I did this class with Logan and a few other people that um, most of them were homeschooled, but we would go out with this like, um, guy named Chris Baranski and he lived with like all these Native American tribes and he learned like all this crazy knowledge about like wildlife and plants and so um I was really interested in that stuff and like surviving out in the wild and so um I got to go out on hikes with this guy like once a week and he would teach me all this stuff and he taught like a class of 20 kids all this stuff and um even though it wasn't super academic, it was really fun to me. And I learned a lot from it and I remembered it because I enjoyed it. And um, I feel like that was really valuable. Even though I didn't really learn anything academic, I learned about what I did like learning about and like capitalized on that. And um, so it kind of taught me, like homeschooling taught me to um, do what I enjoy. I don't know. I think that's kind of the consensus I have from everyone here but yeah that was isn't it a shame that you have to feel like going on a hike and learning about how to survive in the woods is an academic like I feel like that's a shame for you to have to feel like that you know because I think yeah. society has taught us to only value information that is academic that is taught in a textbook and if it's not academic then it's not valuable and it's like but that's not even true there's so many people who didn't 
go to college and, and have successful careers or they just have successful lives starting their own businesses or like that guy who taught you guys who took you on that hike. I bet each of you guys had to pay a pretty good fee to go on that hike. <clears throat> so he was able to earn an income just by sharing what he loved with you guys. So clearly there is value in that skill set, you know, and I think what you're saying is making me think about, you know, why do we always value academic subjects as being the only path to success like what about all these other paths to success that are successful and that people are enjoying I mean that's the goal right at the end of your homeschooling career you want to have like a set of knowledge that's going to be helpful to the world that you're going to love talking about and sharing about and it's like what if that doesn't fit in an academic box what if it doesn't fit inside of a textbook because society doesn't value it you know, so I like that you brought up that topic a lot, because to me, it does sound like you love learning. It's just that maybe society hasn't, hasn't, um, I don't know, hasn't taught you that, hasn't reinforced that for you, you know, like, it's, it's interesting for you to talk about that hiking and survival, because I feel like if I was lost in the woods, I'd like to be lost in the woods of someone who knows how to help me stay alive, <laughs> you know. Um, so I want to switch topics a little bit, because I want to talk about dads. I don't know, whoever wants to go first, just uh, raise your hand. But I want to know about the dads in your lives. How do they um, contribute? I, I don't know. I know probably a lot of you guys are mostly homeschooled by your moms. But if anyone wants to share on this topic about how your dad either contributes or if he doesn't contribute, how you wish that he would be able to, just so that other dads who are listening can, can kind of listen in on your advice. So I'm going to go with Diego first, and then I'm going to go to Noah. So, yeah, you're right. My mom has pretty much, like, my dad hasn't had that much of a role in my, at least, like, learning stuff. But, yeah, I don't know. I guess I don't feel like it hurt my relationship with him. I did end up spending more time with my mom, but I don't think it hurt my relationship with him that yeah, I don't think I hurt my relationship with him. And, I mean, I've had him to help or, like, teach me stuff in the past. Like, I had a semester of math with him. That didn't really work. But, yeah, it happened. We did it. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, and I'm sure you learned some things along the yeah. way. Maybe we're like, okay, so just because just cause he's an adult doesn't mean that he's going to work. Yeah, totally it, it is. I think it's cool that you said that um, it didn't hurt your relationship because some – dad do feel really guilty and like they're missing out on a lot because they have to work they feel bad that they can't be a part of the homeschooling as much as the moms are and they do feel like they're missing out but they feel like well I guess that's just no choice I, I can't be a part of it because I have to work so I think it's cool that you actually said that that it didn't hurt your relationship because I think that's a relief to some of the moms and the dads that are listening to this they feel like they do they feel really bad that they can't do all the things that the mom gets to do and experience all the learning that's happening with you. So I love that it didn't hurt your relationship. I'm wondering, how I mean, did you like, what did you guys do then together? Like when he was off from work, um, like you're able to keep your relationship. Like I, like I said, I played soccer for a long time and that was completely with my dad. My mom didn't really have any hand in that at all. So like he coached my soccer teams. I played soccer with him. And like when he wasn't working, I, it was like special. I was, we were able to make the, like, every, for a very, very long time, he, every day he'd come home and, like, me and my siblings would all run up and give him a hug because we, like, we were able to value the time that we had with him. 
and like that was like a special time so and did you ever yeah. get to like present things that you were learning to him like if you oh. be like what'd you learn about you could tell him because yeah yeah whenever I learned something I liked or something I could I told him because I don't know it's like yeah. something cool and that's something that's actually a skill, which again, like what Austin was saying before, and I was telling him is that that's a skill that's important to learn too. how to, how to teach someone else something that you've learned. That means you really learned it if you're able to tell someone else about it. So that's something that I think a lot of dads don't realize could be a role for them is like, they get to be that audience for the kids. They get to share with someone because you can't go like, oh, here, mom, this is what I learned today. It's like, no, mom already knows because she was already there. So it's cool that you have like dad to come to and be like, dad, this is what I learned today. And you get to actually share that. So I think a lot of dads miss that opportunity to be that audience and they don't realize how valuable that is. I'm going to go to Noah and then I'm going to go to Austin. Noah, what do you think about this dad topic? Um, So my family has, I think, a pretty rare situation um, in that my dad works from home. Um, and he's worked for home, worked from home for you know most of my homeschooling career. Um, <laughs> so we get to you know talk to him and interact with him and just be around him. I think a lot more than a lot of other just families in general. Um, and some of the things that I think are really important, um, just like with our relationship is finding things um, to work on together. Like, um, I think that was like last week or a couple of weeks ago. Um, okay, well, this is a story here. So my dad uh, works in computer programming um, and he's worked in computer programming for a long time. So a couple of weeks ago, I was taking a programming class um, and that was just a really cool opportunity for us to just you know discuss one, what I was learning, um, how it applied, and how, how I could make it better and how I could improve on it. Um, and then we could just talk about programming in general um, and you know, how it worked. Um, and that was like just a really cool, I think, opportunity uh, to just you know, like learn with him. Um, and so it's, it's really important, I think, to find those things that you can work on and learn together. Yeah, that's an important point, too. I think a lot of dads are like, well, I don't know English or I don't know math, so I can't homeschool. I can't be a part of it. I don't know what is on the curriculum, so how can I be involved? But I love what you're saying about how your dad sort of shared something that he already loved with you and you guys were able to work on a project together. That's so, so awesome. Um, I want to also hear from Austin and then I'm going to go to Logan and Chris if you guys want to say anything or let me know if you want to pass. But let me hear from Austin about this dad idea. So, um, my, I feel like, I don't know how someone says to some of my other friends, but, um, my dad was always gone, like, um, working from early in the morning, like five or six in the morning to always like eight or nine o'clock at night. And so, um, I never really got to like, um, he never really taught me stuff. And so it was kind of like, he wasn't as present as my mom in my homeschooling career but um he sometimes he would like come home on the weekends early and so then we would get to have these like educated conversations because he's like super duper smart and so I was learning all this stuff we we're able to debate and talk about all this stuff that I had learned through the week and so that was really interesting because he could talk to me about stuff that like I couldn't really talk to other people about like 
I don't know. We talked about all sorts of like science stuff that would pop up on the news, like stuff that was being created and like ethics and stuff, stuff that I wasn't like my mom didn't really know much about. And so that was really interesting. And then um, also kind of leading on to like what Noah was saying, how his dad was able to help him through like his computer or yeah, computer science class. My dad, um, we would, it's kind of, kind of off topic. But my dad would, he does a lot of stuff with like carpentry and like construction. He builds sets for movies. And so then um, he would come home sometimes on weekends and we'd do projects. And so like we built a chicken coop in our backyard. And so I've learned how to um, use like saws, like power saws and drills. And I'm more like, um, I don't know. I would say that I have the skills to do a lot more stuff with like tools and wood and measurements and stuff that still taught me like skills but again they're not really academic skills but I still think that they're valuable because I'll be able to apply them all throughout my life right so um it's kind of like a double-edged sword even though he wasn't there all the time he taught me stuff that my mom couldn't teach me my mom taught me stuff that he couldn't teach me so yeah oh I love that thank you for saying that because I think I think that's important for the parents that are listening to this. And if there's kids listening to this, for them to hear you say that, that there are skills outside of the textbook that are going to be useful to you. Like all that science and debate, those are useful skills that aren't taught in a textbook. They have to be practiced. And then also same thing. You can't learn how to use a saw in a textbook. You need to do it. So those are skills that you need to know. And if you don't have them, if you don't have those skills, you're going to have to hire someone. You're going to have to pay someone else to to build you stuff or to fix things in your home so these are skills that you may not realize how valuable they are now but when you're older you're going to be like I'm so glad my dad taught me that and it's it's cool that you're already starting to see the value in it so also Logan and Chris I want to hear from you guys about this topic of dads if your dads are involved in your homeschool I'd love to hear you share about it but if they're not or even if you just want to share about this too I'd love to hear your perspective about if your dads are not involved how would you like to see them get involved I'll go with Logan and then I'm going to go to Chris. Uh, so my dad, uh, while he wasn't really involved in the homeschooling part, um, and recently it's kind of changed. I'll talk about that in a second. Um, like what Diego said, going back to it, I at the end of every semester, me and my mom and my sister would lay out all of our schoolwork that we did. And my dad would come home and he would look at it all and we would talk about it and such. And that was, you know, we got to show him, we got to present it. It was very cool. Um, that was more when I was younger, but um, I think although my dad wasn't, you know, contributing to homeschooling like my mom was, she was setting up all the classes and she was teaching me, uh, she was teaching me like how to read, um, and all that stuff. I think that my dad, uh, did contribute by having somebody to talk to at the end of it all. And then also recently, my dad has been, uh, getting me back into reading because the past few years, I haven't really been doing that very much. Um, reading a bunch of books. I've read Tom Sawyer, Huck Finn. I've read, um, to Kill a Mockingbird, all these books that I wouldn't have read if my dad hadn't, um, you know, pro like, uh, you know, encouraged me to do that. So I think in that sense, yeah, he's helped. 
Yeah. And then what about like the idea of, or if you have an idea about how he could have been more involved, if there's something that he's interested in that you wish he would um, feel safe enough to share with you. Cause I think dads just don't feel safe. If that sounds funny, I know it sounds weird, but I think dads don't feel like it's okay to share what they're interested in. Cause they assume that their kids are like, Oh, that's not interesting to me. So is there things that your dad is into that you wish he would share with you and teach you or you know, are there things that you're interested in that you kind of want your dad, you want to learn it with your dad? Uh, well, my dad, he works as a TV writer, but he never really, like, taught me writing or anything, which I kind of wish he did. My dad's in the other room, so I won't talk too loud. But um, I'm just joking. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I don't think it's really a rule that the dads can't help. Um, if the moms want to go work and the dads be the homeschooling, you know, like, the the people who mainly homeschool their children then i don't think there's a problem with that um but i don't know uh i think right now that's kind of how things are going for most of the time the dads are working and the moms are staying home and helping homeschool yeah which i think a lot of people don't i think kids might have a hard time seeing and understanding that like my kids are younger than you guys my kids are nine and seven so they don't really understand why their dad can't homeschool them sometimes because they don't get the whole idea of like the only reason i'm able to homeschool you is because your dad is at work paying for all the bills that now i don't have to go to work and pay. So that's the only reason why I'm able to stay home and not go to work myself. So I love that you guys sort of respect and appreciate the fact that your dads are working so that you can, you guys have the opportunity to be homeschooled. Your mom is available to you because your dad's working. What about you, Chris? What do you think about this topic of dads being involved in homeschooling? He wasn't really like, he never really taught or for like mainly all like science, reading, history. He didn't, he didn't teach it because it was like mom's always like helped us with that. But if I ever had like an actual problem, like, oh no, I don't know how to, or like say, oh, my, this thing's not working on my computer or something. He always like, I could always go to him and then he'll just help me with whatever like actual problem I have in like the physical world and stuff like all the necessary stuff. Like if my light will open out, he'll teach me how to do it. Um, I'm gonna start with Noah. Do you guys have any advice for the kids and the parents that are, this is their first year homeschooling, they're freaking out. They don't know what curriculum to pick. They don't know if they can do this. There's so many worries and concerns about their kids falling behind, about them not having friends. Um, do you have any advice for them, whether it's about that or something else that you wish that you sort of knew in the beginning? I'm going to start with Noah. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> this has been, I think homeschooling has just been a really long journey. Uh, it's taught me and probably my parents a lot of stuff um, about schooling and teaching in general. But if I had to uh, summarize all of that <laughs> in just a few words, um, I would say one, to the kids, um, whatever you are interested in, no matter what it is, one, don't let anyone tell you you cannot do it. And two, you yourself are responsible for going out and learning about it and making it your own. Um, and also to the parents, don't worry about it. It'll be fine. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. Um, 
succinct advice about that. That is so true about that. What about, let's see, Austin, do you have any advice for either the kids or the parents or both about the first year homeschooling? I think that finding a community is really helpful. Like I made friends with all these people in this Zoom call and more people outside of here that we've all become like a big group of mutual friends. And um, I feel like many people are really afraid of their kids being socially awkward or um, like not having the same social skills that people in public classrooms and schools will have. But I believe that with the community that I've like found um, with all of my friends and um, my friends' friends, I have learned all those same skills and I have these great friends that I will hopefully keep throughout the rest of my life. And um, I don't know, we've just gone on so many adventures and stuff. I think that it's like crucial that you make friends <laughs> as fast as possible. That way you can go through the journey with someone else and really just like create a strong bond which I think is really important. How did you make friends? I think people are actually worried about that. They're like, how do homeschool kids have friends if they're always home? So how does that happen? Well, I was, I kind of owe it to my mom. Like I, I knew them, like I saw their faces at this homeschool, like classing, homeschool classes convention called Wish that we went to. And um, it was like a co-op where all the moms would come together and teach classes and then the kids could pick and choose which classes they wanted to take. And so I kind of saw like everyone's faces around, but then our moms kind of like got together and we went to Descanso Gardens and then we like hung out and I jumped in the pond to catch a frog and it was really funny. And then, um, yeah, I don't know. We just became like best friends after that and we would hang out at lunch play Pokemon and then um we like played all the same video games and stuff and so we just had a lot in common and kind of all like I don't know we all just kind of clicked like puzzle pieces and then we just figured it out from there and so now even though like now I I should have probably said this from the beginning but I'm going back to public school I'm going into 10th grade I'm going to like a really strict like um public school where I just moved and so one of my biggest fears is not that I will like um fall behind or that I will be like academically challenged one of my biggest fears is that I will lose communication with my friends and I feel like that's just really important and I don't want to lose that so yeah yeah, now that's awesome because I think a lot of people think that kids that are homeschooled don't get to make friends because they're always home. And I think it's interesting that when I was in public school, I remember my teacher always telling me like, stop socializing, stop talking, no talking in class, no socializing. And then even in lunch, we barely had time to talk because we had to eat. So it was like, you either had to choose to talk or you had to choose to eat. And so a lot of times we just wouldn't even eat our lunch because we were so excited to finally get the chance to talk to our friends. Cause you're not allowed to talk during class that much, unless like you raise your hand, but you can't talk a lot I think a lot of people think that kids in school are getting all this time to socialize and be with their friends and it's like no your teacher's always telling you to shut up (laughs) um so Logan what do you think about this too about um anything we're saying feel free to chime in but I mainly wanted to know about advice that you would give and your perspective about that 
yeah, I think make connections with other people. Um, find if you're see if you're homeschooling at home, not at a co-op or not with other parents, which I think you should co-op with other people. I think that's a good idea. Try and find homeschooling co-ops. But if you're doing it at home, I think it's probably the parents' job to get their children out of the house, not like, you know, the children can't do anything, but I'm just saying find some places. I think uh, Diego said in the chat, uh, park days, like we had park days and you know, there's just, uh, you can find online just places to meet up with other homeschooling people. And the the parents can talk about stuff like this and how, how homeschooling has changed their, or, you know, like, has, has, you know, like, um, has affected them. And I think the, the kids can go around and play. And I think that's probably what I would say. Uh, yeah. Like what Austin said, find some friends. The park days are such a good way. It's a good free way to meet your, find your tribe, so to speak. Um, what do you think about that, Chris? Do you have any advice, sort of wish that you knew in the beginning that now that you know it, if you could tell your earlier homeschooled self um, about homeschooling? Um, for since, or once you actually like find friends and everything, uh, since homeschooling is just so small, and if you actually have like group classes, I always just notice that you just keep running into them. It's really nice once you find your friends because you you don't really lose connection with them like until much later on. Because I guess the homeschooling community is just really really small right now, or it's just so close together that I feel that you will always just be able to hang out when you want, or you, you'll be able to just run into them and then like just talk and have fun during like park days and stuff. Yeah, you guys don't realize how much more time you get to socialize than people who are in school. <laughs> I think you probably don't even realize how much more time you get when you're homeschooled to socialize and, and hang out with friends because you don't have to always do things on the, on the schedule that that maybe in school you have to do. So it's kind of an interesting, interesting perspective. So as we are closing up, I don't want to keep you guys for too much longer. Anyone who has to go, feel free to, to log off. But my final thing that I'm just curious about, this uh, may not even make it into the podcast, depending on if you guys want it to be in, but I'm just curious about what your guys' current interests are, like what your goals are for this upcoming school year. I want to know what you guys are planning, how you're learning best, like how, how are you taking your education into your own hands this upcoming year. I want to see if you guys are like picking out your own classes, if you're, you know, picking out your own curriculum, if you're doing any of that sort of things. So I just kind of curious to hear what you guys are going to be planning for this upcoming school year. So if you guys are comfortable sharing with that, um, I'm going to start with Noah and then just kind of go around the clock again and then we'll finish up. So Noah, do you have anything that you want to share about that? What your this upcoming school year, what you're planning on, working on or things you're curious about right now that you want to dive into? Yeah. Um, so <laughs> let me just start off by saying this has been a bit of a crazy year. Um, my late spring and entire summer has been pretty thrown off. Um, so now what we're trying to do or what I'm trying to do myself um, 
is just get a very solid and reliable plan to make sure that I can keep learning um, and not get you know thrown behind like I kind of was this entire year. Um, so what I've done is, um, one, I'm taking classes at a community college. Um, so like taking college level classes is, uh, you know, I feel like really beneficial because one, you have a very wide variety of stuff that you can take. Uh, and two, you have a very wide variety of levels of, of different, like, you know, if you're really good at something, you can take a really high college level class. And if you're not, you can take an intro class. Um, and then two, um, I'm now really able to focus more, uh, on taking online classes that I want to take. Um, so I'm all, I've started a physics class online, um, and I've, I'm taking a math class online, um, and at community college, I'm working on improving my piano skills, um, and I think I'm gonna try and take chemistry as well. So those are just some of the things I'm trying to do, uh, trying to get it under control. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what are you thinking it might be? Are, are you thinking about what your future career could be or different choices that might be available to you with those interests, how they match up to like in five years from now where those interests might take you? Or is that sort of like not on your radar yet? Oh, definitely. Um, yeah, definitely. So for pretty much my entire life, I've been sure that I want to go into physics as a career. Um, right now I'm looking at two different fields. One is astrophysics, which is you know, like the physics of giant things. And one is quantum physics, the physics of extremely tiny things. Um, and I'm kind of split between the two. But I definitely want to go into one of them. Um, they're both just really interesting to me right now. So I'm taking math classes, physics classes, um, any science class that I really can um, to try and you know, further myself into one of those fields. Wow. And I imagine that's kind of hard to find, right? Like for your, are you go, what, what grade level would you be in? Ten. Okay. So I imagine Ten. that's kind of hard to find um, classes for 10th graders, so to speak. So you, you are finding community college classes that you can take? Yeah. Yeah. And they're letting you take them even though you don't have, I guess, like a high school diploma yet, right? Yeah. It's uh, pretty cool. They allow like high schoolers to take college level classes for free. So that is yeah. awesome. Sweet awesome. deal. <laughs> but you're earning college credit already, even though. Yeah. And I, I guess I also heard that when you do that, you actually can earn high school credit for those college classes. So it's like you're double yeah. looping, so to speak. Then I'm going to go to Logan. Do you have any um, current interests that you have? I know you sort of touched on it already, but I just want to hear what your upcoming plans are for this school year, things you're curious about right now that you're going to try to implement into your homeschool year. Well, I think um, to start off, I'm trying to, you know, uh, expand just like my interests and, uh, you know, what I understand, like I'm trying to read more. Um, I'm trying to read, I read, I'm doing a book club right now. That's about like all these different races and all, all like, uh, social injustice and stuff like that. So I don't know. It's interesting. I'm also trying to, um, like, kind of expand myself in the sense that I'm trying to be more healthy. I'm trying to go to sleep uh, on time and all this stuff. And I think it's like, um, I'm just kind of trying to expand my horizons, I suppose. It's hard to really explain. 
No, I but like that. I like that a lot because I like that you're sharing about learning outside of the book again, like outside of what people normally think are like, I have to learn, you know, these, these textbook things in order to grow as a person. But I love that you're sharing that you're trying to grow intellectually in a way that's maybe more applicable to so social injustices and things like that. Um, I love that you're doing the book club and trying to encourage yourself to read more because there is like this homeschool mantra that you could do no curriculum, no learning and just read. And you can learn everything that you need to know just by reading and reading is so powerful as a tool and book clubs are awesome because you get to discuss them and dialogue with people and debate and just share ideas and people share their knowledge with you. So book clubs, how do you, how do you use a book club work? Is it with other kids? Uh, did you get to pick the book or? Yeah. So a couple years ago I did a book club where we all got to, it was all pretty much fiction. There was a couple of nonfiction. Um, but basically what I'm doing currently is it's on zoom and we don't, we don't get to uh, choose the books, unfortunately, but I think the, they were, they were picked well. Um, I'm reading this book or I just finished reading it. It's called farewell to Manzanar. It's about like the Japanese internment camps in world war two. And, um, it was really interesting to read. I, I liked it. Um, that among, like some other books, we read one by Trevor Noah. It's called Born a Crime. Um, it's really interesting. Yeah. And so then do you discuss the chapters like one by one or do you guys read it alone and then you just have discussion questions that come up on the Zoom meeting? Yeah. So how we do it is um, we just kind of discuss the books. The teacher has a couple of videos she shows that kind of expand on what the books were showing uh, or, or we're trying to say kind of. And we do half the book in one week, the other half at the next week. So every two weeks we read a book um, and that lets us gauge where we are as a group and also lets us um, have more time to understand what we're reading. So I think that's cool. Also about what you said about, you know, like learning everything you need to know, like with reading, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if that's actually true. Cause like I learned a ton of stuff about history when I was younger, just by reading a bunch of history books. And it was like, really interesting to me. Yeah. And I think that's sort of hard, again, for parents to wrap their mind around, because I know I went to public school all the way through my entire school career was public school. And the way we learned history was we had to like, read a textbook and then take a test and then forget it, because we had to read another textbook and take a test. So there was no like, discussion of, of content. So it was really like, we just had to memorize the years that the wars happened in, and who the presidents of the United States were, and then try to memorize that before the test came and then regurgitated onto the test and then forget it because we didn't really care anyway. There was no discussion. There was no like application of why that even mattered. So I feel like for me, history is like such a sore subject of, of things that I'm not even interested in. I'm still now just trying to develop my interest in history myself because history just wasn't, I don't know, it wasn't taught in a way that I could understand why it mattered. You know, it, we didn't have discussion about it. So I love what you're saying about how you guys are, how you're actually interested in learning about it, even though you didn't get to pick the books. Um, you feel like they were picked well. I love that you said that. Um, okay, so then Diego, and then I'll go to Austin and Chris. I want to hear what you guys are currently interested in and what your plans are for this upcoming school year. Um, I got really into math. I got really into math recently, so that's pretty much what I'm doing. <laughs> and also, so 
since because of COVID, everything's going to be online. We don't have a choice. It's just all online. So I definitely learn better in person. So I think I'm pro this semester, this cups upcoming semester, I'm going to probably just take it easy. I'm not planning on signing up for very hard classes. I'm just going to get through all the stuff I need to do. I'm not going to enjoy it, but it's, I'm going to need to do all of it at some point, and it's not going to be hard. So I don't know. I'm not aiming that high this semester, but I'll be able to do, but since everything's easy and I'll be able to get it done, I'll have time to do stuff I want to do. Like there's a math like competition called the AMC, American Mathematics Competition. And I'm probably going to study for that as in like, just take all the previous ones and I'm going to try to get like a really good score this year, which will be fun. Yeah. So, so you usually get to choose your own classes and uh, yeah, I mean, I need to take, I, now, before high school, I, like, didn't even need to take all the subjects. If I didn't take a history class that year, it was fine. Um, but now I need, like, because of high school and all that, I need to take one history class, one science class, one math class, one English class every single year. So um, out of those, I get to, like, choose which science class, or, like, if I take it online, which teacher I take it with. Um, and then I get extracurriculars, which I completely get to decide. So, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. But I love that you're doing like a deep dive. You might say like, oh, I'm going to probably take it easy this semester. I'm going to study for a math competition. I mean, some people are listening to that like, <laughs> what? That's easy. You know, but I think it's it does come easy to you if you enjoy it. And so if you're doing a deep dive into math this semester, that's just as valuable as doing a little bit of it over the course of a year. So again, it's like we are programmed in school and in curriculum even to think that in order for you to learn something, you have to learn it over the course of a year, a little bit each day. And that can be helpful for some people, but for someone like you that really loves it and wants to do a deep dive and like Noah, he's really interested in physics and wants to do a deep dive. It's like, that's valuable. Like you're going to really learn so much by going deep on that one subject rather than like, oh, I only get to learn the surface level and then I have to learn English. It's like, who cares? I don't want to learn about English right now. I want to learn about this really, really um, specific area of passion. So I love that you're talking about that. And then, um, and then Austin, what do you think about this, um, this topic of things you're currently cur curious about and how you're planning to incorporate that into your upcoming school year? Well, um, I, I'm going to, um, regular school so I'm going into 10th grade and um ninth grade was kind of a blur because uh I was going from homeschooling for six years into um or I guess eighth grade I I was I went back to school in eighth grade after homeschooling for six years and it was a drastic change and um some of the subjects were really easy for me because I kind of just focused on them a lot when I was um, homeschooled. But then I, some of the subjects were really hard for me, like specifically math. I didn't really like math, so I never really learned it a lot when I was homeschooling. But then, um, yeah, I did eighth grade, and then I did ninth grade. And then ninth grade, coronavirus happened. And so then that kind of threw everything off, and I moved in the middle of it too. So that was kind of weird. So now... I would count this as my first real, like, I have to try hard. I have to actually try to get good grades and stuff this year. And so um, I'm signed up for 
an AP history class and an honors English class, which are the two subjects I feel like I'm pretty good at. And so I'm um, interested to see how that goes. I'm kind of scared because I, I'm like even doubting myself, but I feel like if I just commit, I can probably do it. But um, yeah, that's my academic plans for the year. And hopefully not get like held back to ninth grade math because that would be sad. But um, yeah, but yeah. You know what? Like people are really worried about that, about their kids falling behind. And even people are worried about falling behind. They think like, oh, I'm going to fall behind. I'm going to fall behind. I'm going to have a learning gap. I don't know if you guys have ever heard that, that, um, that expression of having a learning gap, which means like you learned a certain subset of ideas and then because you weren't interested or you missed it or you didn't understand it, there's like this gap and then you just moved on to the next thing. And so it's like forever for the rest of your life, there's this gap of knowledge that you didn't get and you're never going to get because you didn't even know that you missed it. And it's like, I think people assume that no one has learning gaps. Like if you go through public school, you won't have a learning gap. You'll, you would have understood everything that you were supposed to know. Or if you follow a curriculum, then there's going to be no learning gaps because you did it, you know, you did the worksheet. So there's no learning gap. And it's like, that's not true. They, there may be times that you're going to fall behind and not understand something. And what I love about what you guys are saying is that you're taking things that you really are passionate about and really trying to understand them. And so nobody's going to understand everything. Like you guys have all such different interests and strengths. And so you might be behind in other things, but that's okay. You can't be like ahead in everything, you know, like that's, not realistic to expect of yourself. And so there are going to be times that you fall behind, but it's more about how do you pick yourself up? How do you strive to get the answers to the things you don't know? And like, are you too proud to admit that you don't know something? So you're not going to find out the answer, that sort of thing. Um, so that's what I love about homeschooling is that this whole idea of, no, I don't know that, but let me find out, you know? Um, Chris, what do you think about this too? I'm curious to know what your passions are. Cause I know you were just in public school, you were homeschooled and then you were in public school and now you're going back to homeschool. So now you're getting a new, like a refreshed um, a chance, opportunity to take things that you're curious about and that you're passionate about and plan for your upcoming school year. So what are you currently thinking about? Um, I've really lately been really getting into math and science and physics. And since um, high school's coming up, I'm not, or since high school's coming up, I'm gonna try my best to dive really, really deep into either physics or mathematics because um, in high school things, I guess, really, I guess matter for college and everything. So my parents have been really wanting me to get into more stuff. And I guess it's, I'm just glad that, or I guess COVID-19 has been a lot of change and I just want to try my best to learn as much as I can while I can't really do anything at home yeah. or outside. So what are you doing this upcoming school year? Like what are the things that you're, are, are you doing like physics classes or is there like a physics curriculum? I don't really know. Um, it's mainly just tutors or online lessons that they could help us with. Um, mainly just learning math so that I could actually take the classes because there's like i i can't really take the classes now because i guess i don't really know all of it so i just gotta learn all of the basics and then i could jump into 
like advanced classes. Thank you so much to all the boys who joined in today to help me with this podcast episode. If any of our listeners have questions for the boys, please reach out to me directly so that I can get permission from their parents to contact them and let me know what your subject of interest is. Until next time, this has been the Homeschool Conversation Podcast with Ashley Davis. Talk to you soon.